Welcome to the Bad for Business podcast by The Founders Fund. The Bad for Business podcast uncovers the real unfiltered stories behind the success of unconventional, disruptive, and downright bad for business entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Vivian Kay. Are you interested in joining a community of bad for business women identifying founders? If you're interested in getting access to funding, mentorship, and education for your business, visit us at foundersfund.ca to become a member. Let's do this. Hello, how are you? Good, good. Today, I'm chatting with the founders of Alder Apparel, Michaela Wujek and Naomi Blackman. They are the recipients of our $25,000 fund. Alder Apparel makes outdoor recreation apparel for women. They offer inclusive sizing, female-focused design, sustainable and ethical production. It's a playful brand that starkly contrasts with the performance-driven, hardcore athletic brands that are currently dominating the outdoor space. Get ready to hear all about some greasy hands on some open-air pants. Hello, ladies. How are you? Hey, Vivian. We're great. Thank you so much for having us. Oh, that's great. Hey, Michaela. Hey, Naomi. Hello. Okay, let's get into it. Let's just get right into it because you guys, yeah, you know, you ladies have a juicy, juicy story. Um, you know, the first thing I just need to ask because you, uh, Alder Apparel is the recipient of the $25,000 uh, fund. So you received the, the biggest award that we have to offer. So how does that feel? Like, how, do, how did you feel when you heard the news? Oh, we both cried. <laughs> it was just a huge vote of confidence to, you know, receive the, the top prize from the Founders Fund from a community of peers who we think are just, you know, incredible leaders in their various industries. And it also really came at a, a critical time for us, you know, from a cash flow and a, and a business perspective. So it was a real dual blend of, oh my goodness, we feel so blessed to have this recognition and also Thank you for this cold, hard cash. We really ah! need it as well. <laughs> <laughs> cold, hard cash is always welcome. So, so welcome for startup. Yeah. Yeah. So Naomi, so how has the, how's the Founders Fund impacted your business so far? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's been such a great process for us um, to be a part of, not just from the funding perspective, which like Michaela said, we honestly, it was a Friday. I think we got on the phone immediately and started like jumping for joy and crying Aww. and running around outdoors as we like to do and we're, when we're having a good day. Um, but the community itself has been just so wonderful to connect with, um, whether through the, the sessions that have been held or just individually. We've had, you know, a number of side conversations through this Slack channel and just connected with other um, female entrepreneurs. So it's been, you know, just such a, a positive way to go about our day. No, I know. I, I, that was a pretty good weekend. I'm sure you had. Oh, it was a <laughs> wonderful weekend for sure. A plus. A plus weekend. So <laughs> what kind of plans do you have for the $25,000 Founders Fund money? 
Yeah, so we're really excited um, to be using the funds uh, towards hiring some of our first team members. Um, we're just at such an amazing growth stage right now, and we are putting the funds towards hiring um, a fractional CFO, um, which has just been like a really critical role. We've been missing having Smart. somebody who can Smart. exactly help us strategize with our finances, um, and it's uh, it's already made a huge difference in our business. So yeah. Couldn't be that's, happier about putting it towards that. Yeah, no, that's great. That's that's the best answer. I, I, this is why you got that $25,000 because that's a smart <laughs> move. Smart move. So for both of you, Michaela, Naomi, whoever wants to go first, take us back to when you were children. Like what was life like? What was your family structure, cultural upbringing? Where did you grow up? Absolutely. Um, I can start. So Michaela and I actually go back to childhood. We were friends since we were 11 or 12 years old, went to the same elementary school. Um, but yes, we did grow up in different families. So uh, we were both raised in Toronto, in the West End of Toronto, um, High Park, Blur West Village area. And my family is actually a uh, mixed race family. So my dad is Scottish Canadian and my mom uh, was born and raised in Hong Kong, came here as a teenager. So raised as, uh, you know, partially Chinese family with a lot of uh, Chinese culture coming into my life, which was awesome. My mom actually um, started our our first school's um, dragon dance parade for Chinese New Year, which was a great thing to kind of bring in That's cool. to the school. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> have lots of pictures of me with the, the dragon head running through the school. Oh, we'll have to use that as this podcast covers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll, fi I'll find some for you. That'll be great. Um, but yeah, pretty, pretty great childhood um, being raised in Bloor West, you know, being close to the high park was um, just a big part of both of our um, childhoods and, and I think continued on into our, our growth with Alder. Well, that makes sense because mm -hmm. Alder apparel makes outdoor recreation apparel <laughs> for women. Okay. That certainly makes sense. What about you, Michaela? Yeah, yeah. We, um, you know, as, as Naomi said, we were really lucky to grow up in uh, the West End of Toronto area. Um, I grew up close to High Park. My uh, my mom is a, was a librarian. She's happily retired now for the last 35 years. And um, my father worked for the Royal Ontario Museum and the... Um, Oh, planetarium. And so I spent both my, you know, kind of half and half between running around the Royal Ontario Museum, getting obsessed with dinosaurs and the outdoors and science, and the other half of the time with my nose stuck as deep in a book. Uh, so that really informed sort of my interests and my, my love of the outdoors and of science. A really lucky kind of childhood there. And when I was about eight or nine, my folks split up and so went back and forth between households um, growing up, which definitely kind of informed, uh, you know, a lot of my upbringing and, and perspectives. And yeah, Polish background. So, you know, eat a lot of pierogies and can sing you happy, birth <laughs> happy birthday in Polish. Wait, uh, I think I know a little Polish. Dzień dobry. Hey, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Good day to you too. Um, yeah. So big boisterous family. Um, right. A lot of fun. Yeah. So tell me what, like, how did you, how did Adler get started? Like Alder, excuse me. How did Alder get started? That's my dyslexia. Okay, I'm a oh, little dyslexic. No problem. Um, so tell me, what are the origin stories of the business and what led you to even starting your own business? Yeah, that's a great question. So 
um, you know, I was really working in the outdoor industry and doing um, marine conservation research, actually, um, for the last five or six years. I've been really lucky to be part of the National Geographic family as one of their explorers. Um, and in 2017, I was living in New Zealand with my husband, and we were going on tons of just day hikes. And, um, you know, it, it was accumulation of all this time I'd been spending in the outdoors. And I was just having this reoccurring pain point of frustration with outdoor brands. Um, I, you know, messaged Naomi, a longtime friend who we kind of kept in touch with. And uh, she was working at Joe Fresh at the time. And I kind of posed this question to her, like, hey, what do you think about like the outdoor apparel industry? And we really connected over some joint frustrations from, you know, a product perspective. We were both sort of like, why do we only get leggings or weird low rise swishy pants? Ah! Uh, <laughs> Right? Like, why, yes. why is that the only option? Um, and then, you know, at a from a broader perspective, on a values level, we just thought outdoor brands were totally missing the mark with women today, right? It was always showing this um, this message of super performance, of a really um, exclusive version of who is, you know, participating in outdoor recreation, often, you know, cisgendered, white thin. Uh, and we just thought that was totally backwards and completely wrong, right? That the outdoors should really be a safe and a welcoming space for everyone. And it's not. Out the outdoor industry should be a leader on all fronts. Um, and so, you know, we just became obsessed with this idea of, of building something and, and really transforming the outdoor industry show. So it was centered on, on fun, not just performance and showcased, you know, a huge diversity of people enjoying and being, you know, recreating in the outdoors. And one thing led to another and we we're like, we have to do it. We can do it, you know, with Naomi's amazing background in fashion and in marketing and brand building. Um, with my experience in outdoor industry, we thought, why not us? Why not now? Um, and the idea for Alder was really born. I love that. Why not us and why not now? Mm -hmm. um, so Naomi, tell me, when did you know you had something special? Like, did you just sort of like, did you start and then it just sort of snowballed or did you like, you know, was there an aha moment? Like, when did you know you had something um, special yeah. with your business? Yeah, for sure. There was a few different things. I mean, I think Michaela kind of touched on it already, but one of the main things we realized um, when we first started talking about it, we were really talking about product and um, as a, a brand builder and, and somebody who's really um, interested in what makes people connect with brands long term, um, we were kind of exploring, you know, what is, what is the underlying, you know, missing emotion here that um, uh, we're not seeing in the outdoor industry currently. And the more we started to talk to women and get that experience echoed back to us that they really felt um, like they were excluded, even though they'd be like, oh yeah, I love hiking. I love camping. I love doing this, but I'm not like outdoorsy. We kept hearing that echoed back to us. And that kind of felt like a special moment where we realized, you know, there's a huge opportunity to be speaking to these women who love the outdoors who are not feeling like they can even call themselves outdoorsy. Um, and more than that, you know, there's been lots of mini moments along the way. I think a big one for us was definitely when we got our first product, our, our open air pants, we got them um, in a full size. Wait, you so have could... to explain open air pants. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just blow right through that one. You can't just blow through the open air pants. Nice. Why are my pants open, girl? 
<laughs> yeah, so we originally called them the open air pants because we were thinking of, you know, where are these, where, where are you wearing them? And it was out in the open, in the outdoors, open air. And we were thinking that that was just such lovely in imagery to conjure up. Um, we've had a couple people, you know, hear something different when they hear that. So well, I'm know, thinking that's, it's that's just, you know, all consider, of your, but. all of our stuff's just hanging out and blowing <laughs> the breeze. I mean, that could be a good thing. You know what? That could be enjoyable too. That could sure. be true. <laughs> if you could make a pair of pants there, you know, we can let our stuff breathe. <laughs> True breathability. There you go. 2022. Heard it here first. <laughs> See, this is why we're bad for business. Okay. <laughs> so, so were there any, like, uh, you know, were there any major fuck ups? Like, oh, I'm pretty yeah. sure, you know, if you've made it this far along in business, you probably have some real royal fuck ups. Tell oh, me about one of them. We do. We do. So we, um, we started out with a Kickstarter uh, last year in September, and we put in our very first order for 3,000 pairs of those open-air pants. Um, and, you know, it's a, it's a long runway to get them made. It's about eight months. Um, you know, a couple ups those and downs. Those are long lead times. Right? Yeah, it's, it's because the fabric is... Um, is Open-air? <laughs> <laughs> you got to infuse the air. You got to open it up. Uh, no, it's actually made from from beech trees, which is pretty cool. So um, we had to get beech trees <laughs> from Austria, uh, and then the there's fiber that's um, within the beech tree, and those fibers are spun into a fabric called modal. And so it's it's part of our core commitment to sustainability. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, but it, it is a long a long lead time, and there's uh, rife with opportunities for fuck ups. But just days before we were ready to receive our, our shipment, before they were going to ship them from our manufacturing partners over to Canada, like literally two days before we were supposed to get that, that shipment out, we got a note from our, our factory partners saying that there had been a freak accident at our factory and um, somebody had handled dur during a, a quality and assurance check about 900 pairs of pants with grease on their hands. Yeah. Yeah ruining a third of our first product so we got some gray hairs we almost threw up it was extremely stressful understandable oh, understandable shit. yeah um but it was it was an amazing lesson for us for sure um we worked really hard with our um our factory and our um logistics partners to find a solution and they were extremely receptive took ownership over the mistake and we were able to work out some some better terms. It did actually impact um, our order most critically uh, to our Kickstarter backers, who were are like our first customers, our diehards, our like right. VIP supporters. Right. Um, and we ended up, you know, not having enough product to deliver to them, which was devastating to us. But we were really transparent. We sent out a, a note, you know, as soon as we got all of the information about what was happening. And we, we actually asked our community, Hey, would anybody be willing to wait, you know, two months till we can get some replacement pairs made? And we had hundreds of volunteers. We were overwhelmed. Wow. Yeah. Wow. With our community saying, Oh my goodness, you're a young brand. Thanks for letting us know. No problem to wait. So we only ended up having to delay like five people's orders out of like over 2000. Wow. Um, so it was like, it was a real up and down moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were on the roller coaster, but uh, um, yeah, 
Yeah. So now we hate people who eat French fries. That's we're like, the, the, is that the lesson here? What is going on? <laughs> it's honestly it's just a freak accident. Yeah. Yeah. It was such a, a terrible time at the time, but now that we can look back and kind of laugh, we're like in the midst <laughs> of all that was 2020, the thing that might have taken us down. Yeah. Was some grease. Was some grease. French fry grease. I bet you it was French fries. I know. We call it. We refer to it as the greasy manham incident in all of our internal <laughs> that's documents. Actually, that's like great. Greasy we hand got, man. Yeah. We got the greasy hand man we got open air pants okay <laughs> so, okay so moving on so what's the best and the worst so Naomi I'm gonna ask you for the best and then Michaela I'm gonna ask you for the worst advice ever gotten because I'm pretty sure you guys have gotten tons of advice so oh, Naomi yes. what is the best piece of advice um, I think the best piece of advice I've ever gotten uh, would be carry yourself with the confidence of a mediocre white man. Uh, oh yes, Chad. I call him Chad. That's what I call him. I give him a name. But that's a uh, good name yeah. for him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what? Explain. Explain exactly what that means. I know what it means. If you know Viv, you know a Viv. You know Viv knows what this means. But Naomi, I I want you to explain it. Yeah. Honestly, it was a conversation with myself and a few other um, female friends who were working together at the time. And we were just, you know, kind of joking around um, about, you know, people in the space and who we were seeing rising to the top and questioning why and how they were rising. Um, and so we just kind of realized, you know, the common denominator is that they all, no matter what, all these mediocre people who are rising to the top were all just outrageously confident and loved to present their ideas as fact, even when it wasn't necessarily, you know, 100% accurate. So it's kind of a joke, obviously, but, you know, just is being it, confident in who you are. Is it a joke? I mean, <laughs> but jokes, jokes come from truth. So jokes come from a lot of truth and a yeah, lot of that's why That's so. why they're funny. They are hilarious. Um, but okay. all kidding aside, one of my um, uh, old bosses actually sat me down and gave me some really great advice right off the uh, bat when it was one of my first jobs. She sat me down for the review process and asked me, you know, told me I was doing an amazing job and asked me if there's anything that I wanted to ask of her out of the job or out of my salary. And I was just said, you know, no, nope, I'm 21. I love this job. I'm having a great time. And she kind of stopped me there and said, you know, I want to tell you a story about how virtually every guy who's worked for me, whether he's amazing or he's not so amazing, and I give him positive or negative feedback, every single time they'll ask for a $10,000 raise at the end of their review. And every time I sit down, women, uh, even if they're being given a ton of praise, they never ask for anything. So she asked me again, is there anything you want to ask of me? And it's just like, huh. $10,000, please. <laughs> so yeah, honestly, like that one example, she's been an amazing mentor over the last few years, but just um, pushing to advocate for yourself and to not kind of shrink yourself just because of what society has right. told us to do. Absolutely. That's, that's that, good on her for actually telling you that because, you know, some people just let you go through life without, um, you know, getting that extra $10,000 because that means it's more for them. So yes. good for her. Yeah. She's um, awesome. Yeah. Michaela. What's the worst piece of advice you've ever gotten? <laughs> oh, we get lots of unsolicited advice <laughs> as two female first-time founders. Are but sure? I think maybe one of the – a problematic one is, is that um, your idea has to be totally new or totally different. And I think that that is, you know – 
a very limited way of thinking. There is so much room to be creative and, you know, kind of innovative to solving problems that other people have taken a stab at or um, just doing things slightly differently. You know, for instance, we're in outdoor apparel right now and, and sometimes we get the question, well, how, how are you different? Like, are you not using like a totally new proprietary design or, you know, you're not, you don't have a new cool piece of tech and that, that's all well and true and good, but there's so much more room for, for novel, you know, developments and designs um, outside of just like creating something totally brand new. And so, you know, we've definitely <laughs> not listened to that advice <laughs> and are trying to convince people that you don't need to recreate the wheel, right? Sometimes Absolutely. just like lightly changing it can have way more impact. Um, and I think that people, you know, entrepreneurs and people can get discouraged by thinking like, oh, I don't have a totally new idea. That's fine. That's totally fine. Sometimes the best, you know, inventions are just a slight variation on what already exists. And, you know, you stand on the shoulders of giants and, and, and make something better. Right. And because you're smaller, you're, you can be more nimble. Exactly. Right. You exactly. Can, yeah. You can, um, you know, let's just say greasy open air pants became a thing. <laughs> like you could have made it a thing, right? There you I go. dye and ripped jeans became a thing. We right? actually thought about so, that. True. We're like, can we like dye it or like, how can we? <laughs> <laughs> you know? But exactly, right? That thinking is is so important. Yeah. Well, that's, that's how entrepreneurs have to think. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, you have to be able to just improve on an already existing idea. Otherwise you're just going to tear your hair out and spend lots of money and time exactly. trying yeah. to find, you know, something new. Uh, okay. So, so what is the next big thing for your business, for you <laughs> and your business? So we're, um, we're developing five new products right now. And we're kind of creating like a capsule wardrobe for women to enjoy the outdoors in. So we are, yeah, we're so excited. We're, um, we're developing a fleece product, a raincoat, an outdoor dress, um, a t-shirt and uh, some base layers as well. So we've just made this, this jump from, you know, the open air pants, which we thought was busy <laughs> to create. And now we're five times in it. Um, yeah. Feeling really excited to, just kind of create an outfit for a woman to enjoy the outdoors. In. That sounds, I mean, open air pants and a, an open air top. I mean, that's, that's an outfit <laughs> she, right there. She's breathable. She is cool and breezy. So breathable. <laughs> Let me free. Totally. <laughs> we're also okay. super excited with some of that growth. We're hoping, you know, 2021 20, uh, will be a year of growth for our team as well. Um, right now it's primarily Michaela and myself, and then we have um, a customer service rep and as we mentioned, a fractional CFO. Um, but we are hoping to, you know, expand on our team and bring in some people and, and we're really excited about that just to be able to start creating that older culture and having more people to work with and, and create some jobs uh, in this market as well. Oh, I'm, I'm so glad we were able, the Founders Fund was able to help you do that. That's what yes. we're here for. We're here to help you go, girl. Like, go. Just go. <laughs> okay, so what, I'm going to start with Michaela. What are three words you would like people to associate with you? Oh man. <laughs> just three, just three, not sentences, just three words that you would like people to associate with you. Oh, I think understanding, curious, 
hungry. <laughs> like, for, like for snacks, not for. <laughs> no, I mean, like, dual, listen. both ways, both dual, ways. Exactly. True, true. exactly. Yeah. You can be hungry for snacks and for, you know, ambition or for life. True. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Naomi? Um, I would say uh, insightful, um, hardworking, and compassionate. Mm. Okay, so I'm about to flip it now and ask you, what makes you bad for business? <laughs> I think I would say our per our persistence. Mm. Like we could get no a hundred times, and we're like we hear we hear yes later, and so uh, we we have no qualms about knocking down doors to uh, honestly to try to get our way, and I think that makes us bad for business. Very good for business. <laughs> yeah, bad meeting, good. Bad meeting, exactly. perfect. Yeah. Exactly. Perfect yeah, answer. Yeah. Perfect yeah. answer. Okay. So, well, ladies, thank you ever so much for joining me. I, I am looking forward to, uh, you know, my open air pants so I can frolic and gallivant about in the <laughs> outdoors and kick down doors with you guys. So ladies, where can we find you? You can find us uh, all over the web. You can check us out online at alderapparel.com. Uh, you can check us out on Instagram. We have a great following there. Also on Facebook. We're just on Pinterest now. Just Google Alder Apparel, click on all the links, and we thank you in advance for your support. <laughs> Yay. Okay. Well, thank you ever so much, ladies. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Perfect. Sounds good. Thanks, Vivian. This has been another episode of your favorite unconventional and unfiltered business podcast, Bad for Business. We'll see you again next week where we will be finding out the real stories behind the success of another bad-for-business entrepreneur. Be sure to check out the Founders Fund community at foundersfund.ca.